Great stories, epic songs, Podplays. If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow, and share with all your friends. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Podplay's first unscripted original series, Coffee with the Chief. Starring James A. Hambrick, Ph.D. He's the chief of police in the Nashville suburb of Mount Juliet, while at the same time being pastor of Cloyd's Cumberland Presbyterian Church, a counselor, an author, and a singer. You are about to enjoy the true tales of Chief Hambrick as he shares stories from his career. Some will make you laugh, some will make you cry. Sometimes he steps back in his role as a police officer and steps forward in his role as a minister. But he'll always step into the breakfast diner to have a cup of coffee, to spin a yarn, or to sing a song. Let's sit down now for some coffee with the chief on Podblades. Them country folks slick down to Tennessee Trying to hit a lick like the lottery Better keep your hands where my eyes can see You'll be rolling with the man riding with the chief Them country folks slick down in Tennessee Trying to hit a lick like the lottery Better keep your hands where my eyes can see You'll be rolling with the man riding with the chief Well... If it isn't the three amigos, back again. Hey, Glenda, how you doing? My Tuesday, boys, I'm doing good. I've got a fresh pot of coffee just for y'all. Oh, you're so sweet. I love your hair. This looks great. Thank you. It's my once-a-year tent. Mm. A tent? I thought that was natural. (laughs) You're so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Well, listen, so I'm on this new thing. Okay. Uh, I was talking to this gal on the internet, and she's into chinchillas. Hmm. Now, I know it sounds weird, and it's all, but I figured, you know, maybe y'all got chinchillas with some eggs and a side of toast. Oh, no. <laughs> you ain't no. got no chinchillas? You're getting ham and eggs, John, like you get everywhere. All right. Ham all and right. eggs. You can right. call it a chinchilla if you want to. You can call it anything you want to. I'm calling ham and eggs. <laughs> uh, touche. It sounds good. I, you know, I'm going to eat it. Anything y'all cook here, I love. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the South, John. Mm. Where everything is good. All right, I'll be right back. All right, I appreciate you. John, what are you, how, how you doing today? What you been into? Man, I just got off the phone with my little cousin, and you know how it is. Everybody's got one in the family. Dude just thinks he knows everything, but he's calling me for advice mm-hmm. about how to fix his AC. And so I'm like, man, it sounds like you're compressed. Well, no, it's I know it's the compressor. <laughs> like, man, you just called me. Y'all know what I'm saying? Everybody's got Everybody. one of those in their family. Yeah, you man. called me for advice, but yeah. you know everything. Yeah. yeah. And then they always got to one-up you. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, yeah, man has doodle compressors. <laughs> you know, or something like you don't. Of course, you don't run into that, Chief. Oh man, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, we do. <laughs> you have that in the in the police department. Oh man, you would be surprised at, at people that come to you and man, they know everything. They know it all. Uh, we have a, had one in particular that comes to mind that. Man, if um, he had that attitude and mindset, if um, you caught, if you say you caught two fish, well, he's caught twelve. <laughs> if, if, yeah, if, of course. If, if if you shot three squirrels and he shot thirteen, it, it all you know. <laughs> it he was that guy. He's got to one up you every time. Every time, and uh, with with paperwork and everything, you try to tell him what he needed to do and how to do. Oh, I already know that we did that. We, you know, because he came to us from an, another agency, but we did that. We already know that. But they and, did it better. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh. and, um, <laughs> and so, specific one night, man, we're there, and uh, have a guy, another officer. He comes in, and he he he's hot. He's he's mad. 
And, and he's shaking his head. And he comes in and said, Brick, you just, you got to do something about your boy. I'm like, what's, what's up, man? <laughs> I got to do something with him. I said, what's, what, what is he doing? He said, well, he's down there and uh, he's got a guy for DUI. And he's just walking around and he's shaking his head. He's looking down at the ground. He's shaking his head. And he said, I asked him, hey, what are you doing, man? He says, um, uh, I don't have a line. And he said, what in the world? <laughs> You don't need a line. Just give the <laughs> he's give drunk. the sobriety test. You know he want to give the sobriety test. Don't have a line. You don't have to have a actual line <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> you can see, and the camera can see if he's not following yeah. the line. But he was just that guy, man. He knew it all. The rules and, um, were he was supposed to walk a line, yeah. and he had to have a line. Yeah, he, yeah. He wanted to, you know. Does it does it make it easier if you're on the side of the road and you you got the fog line that you can navigate? Absolutely, but if you don't have a line, just hey, do these nine steps and and come back nine steps. We call that a nine step walk and turn. That's one of the uh, the field sobriety uh, tasks, and uh, he needed a line. I mean, they. The officer said he had just watched him, and he's watched him over five five minutes looking at the He thought he had lost something. <laughs> said, what are you looking? You're looking down. What are, what are you doing? He, oh, man, I, I don't have a line. He's just trying to, well, look, looking at it for five minutes, not going to make one <laughs> appear. <laughs> it just high-centered him, didn't it? It, it messed him all up. That's but, uh, funny. But he knew everything, and um, he didn't... Um, he didn't stay long with our agency. Nah. I bet. <laughs> he, he went back to the big city where there's always a line. <laughs> always a line in the big Some city. Some people need that, yeah. Some yeah. folks need that, Some, man. They need that, 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 they need that line. That obvious line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The guidance. You were telling me one time about, uh, uh, you know, I was just kidding with, with uh, our waitress about smoking a cigar, but, um, but, We've all been cigar cigar aficionados over the years from from time to time, and yeah. and and uh, you were telling me about that that you used to walk around with a Swisher Sweet in your mouth in my mouth with the tip on it, the tip. with the tip mm. on it, yeah. But you didn't smoke it. Didn't smoke it. Just just carried it around. <laughs> just just part of my persona. <laughs> yes. Part of the look. Part of the look. Uh, yeah. Even my wife used to ask me, "Why why don't you ever light that thing?" Just, no. Just. <laughs> I don't want to smoke it. Yeah. No, just carried around. <laughs> Tastes good. But uh, the uh, manager at the store, Richard, he said, uh, he said, I'm gonna give you a real cigar. Uh-oh. He said, if I give you a real cigar, you're not going to want another switch sweet in your life. And I said, man, you're crazy. So he came out there, and he had this box. It was like a cedar little chest box with these cigars, and they were called 858s. They were Arturo Fuentes, mm. 858. Mm. And, man, he gave me that. He said, now, you go home, and you just gonna be, it's going to be about an hour smoke. And uh, I said, yeah. But I went home. And man, I did, and I was hooked. And it changed <laughs> everything. Yeah. I started ordering them by the little cases that he yeah. had. They came in this cedar Ooh. chest case, and so uh, I would have one. So we'd be on third shift, and um, I introduced my sergeant to this cigar. And man, we would have that cigar. You know, slow nights, nothing going on. We're sitting beside talking. Have. Um, a cigar, or we'd be at at the diner, you know, we smoke cigar and just have it. Back then, you could smoke in the restaurants, and right. just have like a fog. People say <laughs> from looking in, from looking outside in, it just looked like a cloud <laughs> was in this place. And one night, man, we 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 got our cigars and we're smoking, and they give a call of a crash, and this uh, truck had overturned. Mm. And so I get there, and I'd finish mine. And so we get there on the call, and, and Sarge, man, he, he still has a cigar, and he's talking. So the guy, we're checking to make sure nobody's hurt, and the guy's up. He's said, no, I'm out, not hurt or anything. And so Sarge began to ask him all these questions. Well, while he's asking them, he's talking with his hands. And while he's talking with his hands, he has a cigar in his hand, 
and the guy's head is just bobbing and following every move that this cigar. <laughs> Everywhere, every like time. Like a dog following yeah. a rib. He's just looking. He's just looking at it. He's moving his head. He's shaking his head, following the uh, Zach lit cigar. And then Sarge asked him, Sam, is that gasoline? <laughs> Car flipped over, got gas going yeah. all out of him. Hey, and that's why, because the guy's eyes were just, I mean, he, yeah. he had eyes buggy, he just falling around. He's waiting for the Sarge to drop that cigar, yeah. knowing he's leaking yeah. a, probably a full tank of gasoline Pray, pouring out on the street. Praying that he don't drop it. Yeah, he's, follow, he's following it intently, man. He's just, he's just How far away is the fire department when you call yeah. them? But, yes. but when Sarge said, is that gasoline instead <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> you got to be observant. What, yes, what's yes. observant? <laughs> always watching. What's, what times? Man? What times? <laughs> Some funny stuff. Funny stuff. But it's not all. It's not all funny. There's 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 times when when things can take a negative turn. Uh, we we we've talked about some of that before. But uh, I don't think John's ever heard you tell the story about uh, uh, a call that you had one time where, where an individual was actually suicidal. Man, that's a call that, uh, unfortunately, we get time to time. And from the beginning of my career to this very day, uh, we still get those calls, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And uh, this particular night, we get a call of a subject that has gone into one of our local cemetery, and he's um, he has a gun, and he wants to um, wants to kill himself. So he says, and so I respond. Um, Sarge responds. We have some people from the county respond, and um, he's there. And I'm talking to him, and and they don't like my motive, the the way I'm doing things. Uh, the I'm, police don't. I'm, the other officers. Yeah. yeah. They, um, uh, again, as some of the other calls that we've been on, they, um, I'm exercising too much patience for them. Mm. They they want to get there, get in, and I'm like, you know, I had to tell them, what are y'all trying to do? Y'all want to kill the guy? Or y'all want him to shoot? Yeah, because right. the way you're himself? looking at it is that this is a a. a potentially suicidal individual and they're just looking at it like it's a man, man with, with a gun. gun. Right. Man with a gun. Right. Absolutely. And so right. we're um, we're there and so again uh, this is one of those situations where I tell them that man y'all just leave. Mm, y'all yeah. just leave. Uh, I got this. Y'all just leave. <laughs> and so I uh, begin to, to talk. I mean he's there at the cemetery in the early morning hours of, uh, of the, the night and, and um, you know He's sitting by a tree. I, I can still see him. He's, he's sitting under this tree. And um, evidently, he's going through life, life challenges, man. Else he wouldn't be there. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I uh, was able to um, uh, talk to him, was able to just, you know, just just reason with him and uh, just to tell him about, man, life, that you're not the only one going through. And it's not to minimalize, minimize what you're going through, but... Man, man, we all going through something. Right. Trust me. And so, was able to just have a, a heart-to-heart conversation with him. Uh, let him know, man, look beyond this uniform. This is a real person behind this. And uh, man, you got you got so much to live for. So, start engaging him about family, different things like that. Was able to uh, in that process have, have gotten the gun away from him, and just at that point, just in bum rush him because we had the gun away from him. Just sitting there in the conversation, man, and, right. and then uh, called the uh, paramedics and things to get him the help that he needed. And uh, those are, are things that, uh, you know, that people sometimes just, just need to be heard. And just, uh, it just wasn't me talking. Um, I had to, the main thing that came out was me listening yep. and uh, hearing yep. what he had to say. Mm. Right. Because uh, at that moment, you know, I mean, we got to be say it's about what he's going through. Mm. And uh, so we well, did a good outcome. Yeah, and techni- technically, legally, that's a man with a gun. And if he accidentally points that gun in the wrong direction, you're totally justified in shooting him dead at that mm-hmm. moment. Correct. You know? Right. But that's when the officer took a step back and the pastor took a step forward. All right. Mm. And you were able to minister to yeah. that guy. Absolutely. Instead of 
killing him or just locking him up. Sure. Yeah. And you I, know. you know, I, I wish I could say that was the only time there's something like that, but there's been multiple times uh, of that type of call. I've responded and had um, calls to where I've talked the person out of, of gun, whether it was at their home, whether, and then there are other times when uh, haven't been successful, been there, we've responded after the fact. And uh, it's been, uh, uh, unfortunately, that same cemetery. I don't know what it is about the cemetery, but we had a, a situation where people, the, these kids have been, been um, what do you call it, joyriding. And 13-year-old driver got the, got the keys from his grandfather mm-hmm. and took, got his, they had a uh, GMC Jimmy, got in that, went and had two 12-year-old girls in the back seat, had another guy, a friend, in the front seat, and dropped him off. He lived on the street that the cemetery entrance in. He got out. This kid pulls up to the cemetery um, entrance, and in front of these two girls, shoots himself. My goodness gracious. And this is a thing of, of, of suicide, man, that, uh, again, um, that we haven't always been able to to get there because we got that call after the fact mm-hmm. and we're hearing, we're getting testimony from these girls. But I did have to talk with these young women, mm. uh, these young ladies, these girls, man, 12 years old, that had witnessed this uh, and um, had to engage them and, and get them the help that they needed right. uh, to navigate through uh, this uh, awesome thing because um, uh, suicide is, uh, is something, man. And uh, one of the main thing that's not talked about enough is that in we hear about the officers involved shootings and, right. and shootings that officers go through and things like that and, and but man more officers die by their own hand than they do from somebody else and really? so uh, we need to address that. My goodness, that, mm-hmm. that's and there, there again, another example of with the with the two girls where the officer stepped away and the pastor stepped up to counsel them. And a really, really smart guy once said uh, that everybody, everybody you know, is dealing with something you know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Everyone, Everyone you know. Yeah. That yeah. means that that you're dealing with something I don't know anything about. I'm yeah. dealing with something you don't know anything about. My wife Correct. is dealing with something I don't know anything about. Sure. Sure. Um, it, it's uh, everyone you know. That's, yeah. That is I mean, your kids, your, you know, your, your friends. Yes. Um, police officers, veterans, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and uh, and that's, uh, we're fortunate to have you in your position with your experience as both a pastor and a and a police officer and and and, uh, and we're grateful hey it's uh, as you said about veterans man uh, i mean over 22 per day yeah, yeah. man taking their own life are you serious wow yes. so yeah. right um you know we got we got to you know engage folks yeah. and, uh, and again uh let them talk mm. uh, and and We've been sometimes people want to rush in to give advice when the advice is, hey, just listen. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> just hear people out, man, and, and hear what they're going through. As you said, man, we all go through something. Yeah. And uh, challenge. So just being able to, to have that conversation. And, and part of conversation is listening. Mm. We have to one mouth and two ears, and we <laughs> should use them in that ratio. <laughs> I know you're hurting, I know you're down Couldn't we just talk about it now? Talk about it now, talk about it now I'm not for certain what's going on Take some of your burden for my own 
We'll return to Coffee with the Chief in 60 seconds. We now return to Coffee with the Chief. All right, I got some hot coffee here. John, you want some? Uh, you know it. They're talking about you. I heard it from over there. <laughs> Listen, my sister said, hey, David, my sister who tells everything she knows. She told me they stood in line to date old John in high school. Well, that's sweet of you, Glenda. You just working that tip. You want that big money. No, I told my sister you were down here every Tuesday. She'll be here next Tuesday. <laughs> well, I'm giving you the big tip today. You earned it. Come on. All right. All right, I'll be back. All right. It doesn't take long in a small town to develop a, a, a reputation. John has a reputation in, <laughs> in, in certain places. In certain places. Yeah. In certain Cir places. Circles, yeah. it, it's a good one. It, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Um, and develop relationships. And, and, uh, and John and I have both been in the music business for so many years that, like, I would say that 90% of our, of our careers have been based off of relationships that we've had over the years. 100%. Yeah. 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 The people that I met when I was interning, like mm -hmm. um, Leslie and Luke and Brett, have mm -hmm. all contributed to me working in the biz. You know yeah, what I'm for saying? For sure. Yeah, it's all that that initial relationship. You know? good. In a small town, a, a, a reputation can precede you. Mm. And you can develop relationships with people. And, and in the case of, of the chief, He's had some, shall we call them, uh, frequent flyers, some, <laughs> some repeat customers, yes. repeat customers, <laughs> so, some some loyal customers that uh, that that uh, one one story that comes to mind that maybe you can tell John and John about is uh, is the big fight where that guy was just wearing everybody out. Oh yeah, we uh, responded to a to a fight call, fight call, and uh, when I showed up, I mean, I'm looking, and this they're outside, they're not inside the apartment, they're outside, and uh, across from the clubhouse, man, and they're just, I mean, they're on the ground, they're rolling, and I'm like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> and I get out and go, at, and the guy said, um, he's giving him a time, yeah, he's giving time, but he looks up, he sees me, he says. Um, Oh, I'll go to jail with James. I'll go to jail. And just, and <laughs> just put his hand behind his back. <laughs> Problem I got, solved. Yeah, I got the handcuffs out and, uh, you know. It was absolutely. No commands or anything. He right. said, oh, I'll go with James. <laughs> put his hand behind his back and, and uh, put the cuffs on him and, and got, him to, got him to booking. He's uh, my buddy. I know him from know. the map code. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, and that is correct. Uh, yeah. That is correct. Uh, but. 
the way you, you see people in, in law enforcement sometimes, you know, and I always use this analogy back then, I would say just because another officer had a problem with you don't mean that I have one unless you give me a reason to. Right. And right. so if I would see them at the store or see them somewhere, I man, I didn't act like I didn't know them. I spoke, hey, man, what's up? How's it going? You know, right. and, uh, and carried, you know, with those. Because majority of the time, especially back then, we did encounter it seemingly the same groups That's and the same right. people. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, periodically it'd be the same. It'd be uh, a different date, but the same, yeah. <laughs> same individuals, man. Yep, yep. And, uh, be arresting somebody. How's your mama and them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Is your cousin feeling better? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. You know you're under arrest, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and beside, this particular individual had uh, had family to work for the city. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Fork Friday party. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, so. Uh, it's uh that that is absolutely the definition of community policing and and that can happen in 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 major cities like New York or 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 LA mm. if those officers that are working those little sections sure treat that as a community sure. and get to know these yeah. people and right. that's when the people are going to come to them and go hey yeah my cousin is up to no good, you know, or right. whatever. Sure. You know, he needs to be straightened out. Right. Get to him before he makes a big mistake. Mm. You know? with, our, with our culture uh, today, I mean, what we have to be, that won't happen automatically. Right. You have to be intentional. Right. Right. You have to be intentional in in uh, building the rapport and building those relationships within the community if we expect to get the community's trust. And, uh, and we can do it. It can be done. And um, it, it's about... You know, the old golden rule is, is is true, man. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And that's right. And follow that. And uh and the Lord will bless. Mm-hmm. He'll bless. That's right. And then so you, you have situations like that where the guy's just automatically putting his hands behind his back and mm-hmm. going, Oh, that's James, yeah, sure. You know, I'll go with James. Right. I, I I'm gonna fight all the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> but I like James. Yeah, I like, he's cool. Uh, he's yeah. cool. I'll go with him, <laughs> you know. But then you have other situations, and I've seen this on on, on the cop shows on, on TV a hundred times mm-hmm. where, uh, first of all, I love this. I, uh, watch it. We used, we've always watched shows like Cops and the, and the shows where they would follow police officers with cameras and things. And, and, and it was always a game with us when we were watching these shows, you know, like, are they going to give those telltale answers when they get stopped that just automatically tip you off? Like, right. we know. Right. We know that when the what? guy says, I've had two beers, mm-hmm. you're going to jail. Like, that, you are drunk. You've had a dozen beers. Nobody has yeah. two beers. It, it's just, you, I mean, you just might as well tell. Right. I had 12 beers, right. you know. Um uh, the other funny one that that that, and we would actually watch him give this answer, and in in the room we would go ding ding ding, we have a winner <laughs> because is there anything in the vehicle that I need to know about? And the answer, the wrong answer, yep. is always not that I, I know, know of. Right, hold on, I'm writing this down. I'm not that, that I know not of. That, okay, don't say yeah, that. Don't, take yeah. notes, John. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Don't take say notes. that. What we, was the other one? <laughs> two <laughs> beers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And not that I know of. When they say, not that I know of, I'm going to bet you a $100 bill there is drugs in the car. There are drugs in the car. Uh, that's one, one individual that I stopped, um, he was honest. He says, man, I've had two pictures of beer. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. He said... He said, "I'm not going. I've had two, and I was, I was, I was on ready. Yeah, you were re- waiting for, for the, it. just a, just a two beer yeah. standard." He yeah. says, "I have. I've had two pictures <laughs> of beer." <laughs> well, and that well, makes so, you almost want to go. You know, well, can I call you a ride? Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, is there somebody we can call to come and pick you? Yeah, up? is that saying something about human nature? How? Like just snitching on yourself, you know what I mean? Like, what does that say about humans, man? Like just being honest, that, or yeah. But as a, they said that's just the universal answer. I don't care yeah. where you at. 
Yeah, that's that's what makes it. That's what makes it funny. And you can be in in London, and it's two. Two. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I've had two beers. Yeah. Yeah. Three is too much. And the other thing that cracks me up is the opposite of the of, of, of what he was just telling us about with the fight is that these guys get locked up on TV and they're always while they're cuffed up. They're the toughest guy around. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, you wait till I get these cuffs off. Mm-hmm. When when you take these cuffs off of me and 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 you and I'll go toe to toe and we'll see what's what. Uh, you know, mm, no, I can't do it right no. now because I got these cuffs on. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if these cuffs were off of me, <laughs> yeah. I would be wearing you out. That's it. You know, you, you've never had that happen. Oh, absolutely had it happen. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely had it happen, man. We uh, had to engage a, a man and and good sized man, mm-hmm. good sized man, and uh, he just wasn't having it. We were trying to get him, uh, making arrests on him, and I'm I'm on one side, man. I'm on his left side, getting his left arm behind him. Another officer's on his right side, getting his right, and we're struggling. I mean. We're, we're struggling. We finally get it um, after my sergeant. You've heard me reference him a lot. Zach. If I say Zach or Saw, just the same person. But he comes in and um, he sees us struggling with this guy. Because guy's a good-sized guy, and, and he gets his 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 pepper spray. <laughs> we call it, we use freeze plus P. And he comes out, and one, we're outside, a little bit of wind, and then the guy that we're encountering has glasses on. Oh. <laughs> and so he comes up and just starts spraying, man. And it, it, we all getting it. I mean, oh. not just the, but we end up getting his, getting his hands um, cuffed and everything. I get him in the back seat of my car, and we're on the way to booking. And, man, I'm, I'm driving down I-40, and I got my window down. Cause I, <laughs> cause I'm trying to see. Crying. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm man wiping eyes, and man, I'm man trying to get get air to him. I'm like, man, Sergeant, spray me good. Spray me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so we're going, and uh, the guy says, "Hey, when these cuffs come off, it's some heads gonna go around." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, "What?" He said, I'm not talking about you. He said, but when you get me up to that jail, he said, oh, yeah, you're going to see. You get these cuffs uh-huh. off me, it's some heads going around. I said, okay. <laughs> and, um, man, in the jail, we had these two big guys. Just happened to that night, they were working, and both of them were working. And, I mean, uh, one of them is almost seven foot. The other one is six-something and broad. And, yeah. um Man, it's a door behind where you process a book, and they had this door covered up. You can't even say <laughs> big old boy. So we we get him in, and I I'm carrying him in, into what we call the the Sally Port, and we get him in, and they're both putting these gloves on these Laker, and they're snapping these gloves. Uh-huh. Pop, pop. And um, I'm getting ready to get the cuffs off. I said, man, you said you're gonna do something when you get this cuffs off. He said, shh. <laughs> He's shaking his head. He's shaking his head. No. No. Be quiet. I said, I said, yeah, you said you're going to box it. I said, shh. No, no. Be quiet. <laughs> Hush. Yeah. Oh, it was hilarious. He I said, man. Tune, oh, it was one of the funniest things. I mean, but because uh, I like, he's looking and seeing what I'm seeing. And even though he's a nice size guy, he yeah. didn't have nothing on these guys. Nah, <laughs> he didn't want none then. Yeah. Big talk getting in the car. Oh, yeah. 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 Coming in the shop, not yeah. so much. I said, I said, no, you said you're going to box some heads. Be quiet. I'm going to give you the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's funny. Oh, man. He, he was going to do some boxing, and, and but then you've had some that did some wrestling. Oh, man. Some, some body slams. Oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, people, I'll tell you, being under the influence of, of anything, uh, is um, is something, but there there are certain drugs where you can be on, and the people gain almost superhuman strength well, and yeah. different things. And well. so one night we had a a uh, call, and the person that called in was just calling about this guy being erratic and and everything. And uh, they get uh, someone picks him up. Some family member picks him up. Well, 
while picking him up, going down this main street we talked about, Lebanon Road, he jumps out of the car. I think they were going about 40 miles per hour. He jumps out of the car and is right where we have a Hardee's. And he goes over to the Hardee's and the glass door, he kicks in the glass door. Of this hamburger joint. Yeah, he sees the the, uh, manager uh, inside. And so he proceeds to go in to, to rob the manager. And so our response, when we respond... I see the manager behind the counter and, and the gentleman. And so I tell uh, Sars to take one side and I'm going to take the other. Well, when I go in and we go in and encounter, he runs out the back door. And so I'm giving chase. And so I'm, I'm going, I'm seeing, I'm catching up to him and I have my gun out and I'm giving commands to stop, stop, stop. And I'm yeah. like, man, he ain't stopping. He ain't stopping. Right. So I, I, I host her back up and just chased him and, and caught up to him and grabbed him and just body slammed him. And um, another deputy shows up and, and gets him. We, we get him in into custody. Uh, bring him back to the, the police uh, department and we're calling the paramedics because something is not right. He's hopped up. And yeah. um, they end up having to body slam him. <laughs> <laughs> one, one stout and, paramedic uh, and he's, uh, picks him up. Yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> He's he's then he's in our, our lobby of a police department and he's still going you know and so Massard he has the body slamming <laughs> boom and uh, this is three body slams yeah, now so they take him get ready to get him and um, he's still not complying with anything so the, the we call him Wima that's our emergency management agent they're doing the transport they body slam him again <laughs> right, they get him up to they get up to the hospital. And then uh, doctor, he says he has to body slam. Wrestlemania <laughs> 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 in this Wrestlemania. But, uh, but uh, just he was just under the influence. Yeah. Not only marijuana, but um, uh, Xanax football and just all kind of stuff that yeah. he was on that night. And um, unfortunately, and the sad thing, the reason you said, well, why was he even in the lobby and all that stuff? Because this gentleman was 17 years old. Wow. Mm. And so it wasn't that we were taking him to an adult booking right. process. So That's why that, he was headed to the hospital yeah. and whatnot. But and he so, was he got body slammed five times. Oh, man, he would not, <laughs> not you know. And he's a you know, teenager, but a you know, nice-sized teenager, but still, I mean, just going under the influence of that. Can you imagine just jumping out of a car at 40 miles Right. Away? Dude. Man. Yeah. That's jumping and rolling. It's like amphetamines. That would be or like the man, first body yeah. slam. Yeah. You, you would, <laughs> That's the first you one. Should, you, you should have a body slam punch card. <laughs> Every time you get body slammed, uh, we're gonna punch a hole in the card, <laughs> and when you fill it, you get a free body slam. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh man, yeah, but that was a night. That's uh, and uh, the timing. Of how long all that took, you know. I mean, you, oh, you did, yeah. kind of dealt with that all night. All night. Morning, yeah. you're dealing with a juvenile. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And at that point, you're, 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 uh, you're thinking, uh, I should have been preaching tonight. Instead. Yeah, right. <laughs> Body <laughs> slamming. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was something. Well, it's. I know it's. It's been a. An experience is a, is is the most under. That's the worst understatement in the world to 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 have this, these two parallel careers. Mm-hmm. Um, and but last time you were telling us about uh, how you even got into it, and that was and that was uh, your your two buddies that that kept coming in and saying, you know, uh, come meet the chief. You ought to be an officer, mm-hmm. and, and and that that kind of encouragement. For you to, to get involved, um, and uh, I know that that they're not still in the in the policing business. You know, no, some few of them are. A couple, when I when I speak of Zach mm-hmm. uh, Sarge, he was one of them. Uh, when mm-hmm. I talked to one of them about uh, Kenny, he is now our city manager. He was a corporate at the time. He's one of them. He's still here. But uh, the main one uh, who uh, was um, kind of on the forefront of warning and encouraging me was, uh, was Jerry Monday. 
Jerry uh, Monday. And he was a, a sergeant, and uh, man, just uh, just great guy, and uh, just I mean just instrumental in encouragement. He's the one when I said he was. Have you talked to him yet? Hey, that was Jerry. That was. Jerry. Have you talked to? You? Have you gone down there yet? No, not yet, Jerry. <laughs> he wants you to come down there. He come next week. Hey, Brick, have you gone down there? He, you know, he just stayed on me about it. And um, again, seeing something in me. Uh, but as a um, matter of fact, I was telling you about the police officer, I mean the uh, motorbike officer that we got. Right. Well, when that, the reason I was able to go on the road soon and didn't do too much time in dispatch was because uh, that officer went back uh, to another city, went back to Lebanon. And so Jerry Mundy took the motorbike officer, and then I was able to take Jerry's spot. There you go. And so, um, but um, Jerry, one of the things uh, that was really great for me is one morning, because uh, now Jerry working days, and uh, I'm working nights. So we were in the intersect in the in the roll call when I'm getting off, he's getting on. And he came in one morning and say, he said, James, he said, man, I gave my life to the Lord. He said, uh, will you and Denise come to uh, to my baptism? I said, man, we won't miss it. There's nothing in the world. And so when we went, Dr. Sutton, uh, who was a pastor um, at Two Rivers where Jerry was baptized, not only did I get to witness of baptism, but uh, Dr. Sutton said, no, I want you in here with me to help baptize Jerry. There so you go. I had that wow. privilege. And um, so we rolled forward a few years, and a couple of years, and in, in, on July 9th, 2003, uh, was a, um, uh, just a tragic day uh, in my life, in, in the life of uh, the city of Mount Juliet, in, in the uh, life of Wilson County residents. Uh, because John, and I talked about John for a minute, John was a deputy with the sheriff department. And um, I, I say this about John, I didn't even have to have a watch on to know what time it was. Because <laughs> John Music, man, he did everything meticulously by mm. time. Right. Uh, when, if he showed up, it's 9 o'clock. Right. <laughs> if he's on this, it's, it's this time. He had his routine down pat, wow. uh, down pat, and so, but a great guys. Both of them were believers in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and then both of them uh, served uh, our community as well. But July 9, 2003, at 9 a.m., uh, their lives um, in on, on this side of glory were, were cut short um, by a, a call. They were hit by vehicle. Mm. This vehicle was uh, they had been in pursuit of this vehicle and law enforcement, not just our, our officers, but law enforcement had been in pursuit of this stolen vehicle um, that happened in Maryville. And so yeah, that's uh, in East, East Tennessee. Tennessee. East Tennessee, yeah, and yeah. And so it, it goes all the way. Yeah. And um, John and Jerry, um, they get the call and it was, they were coming down. Um, again, at that time, we don't know who's driving what at the time, but um, we are going down they go down and get the information that now you know now they know uh, descriptions and different things like this it's a female driver that's taking this car and just high speed man and Jerry and John on our exit uh, had went down on 40 and stationed themselves to throw what we call the spike strip right uh, and testimony from from the court is that the passenger said uh, that the driver stated, watch this. And, and probably the intentions were that we're, I'm going to act like I'm going toward them and then turn. But at the speed that she was going over 100 miles an hour, uh, there was no time for that. And right. I mean, she hit him and killed him instantly. Oh. I mean, just instantly. But that was July 9th. Uh, 2003, nine around 9 a.m., and um, you know I, um, you know our, our community was impacted greatly, and um, personally alive. But man, the blessing in it is knowing that they have a relationship and they're they're saved. Jerry was real 
instrumental in being in little league sports and th different things like that. And as I said at his home going celebration, man, he don't have to worry about anything. Lord's gonna call him safe. There and you so, go. <laughs> so we um, uh, it um, those guys are, are never be forgotten. They're they're always in a heart and mind. In fact, uh, my second book I wrote, uh, Red, White, and True. Uh, living your your faith in the workplace in America is dedicated uh, to those two individuals because um, they are they are many two good men. Now listen to me, Jerry and Johnny were two good men. Pride of the badge, you could count on them. It broke my heart when the news came in that heaven called for two good men. Yeah, out on the highway at 9 a.m. Stolen car and they were waiting on them. The devil laughed when the deed was done, but the last on him. Cause heaven won Two good men Two good friends I could preach on the sin When one bad choice takes two good men Mourn, but the whole town cried On that day our innocence died A line of cars and a sea of blue We all stood to salute yeah. Two good men, two good friends I could preach on the How many books you got, G? Two. Two? Yeah. Well, what's the first one? The first one is Holiness in an Unholy Society, uh, Godly Living in Perilous Times. Ooh, yeah. I want to read that. Where can yeah. I get that? I can get it. Yeah. <laughs> you got <laughs> something in the trunk. I, I get it. <laughs> but if somebody I wanted with to them. But they is on Amazon as well. Okay. Yeah. Amazon. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so mm -hmm. a person could look up, uh, is it... Uh, Chief James Hambrick, or is it <laughs> Reverend hey, Doctor? Well, just look at James. <laughs> just look at James A. Hambrick. Well, I say that uh, you got to look for the book uh, James A. Hambrick, um, but it calls uh, what is it? Let's appear real or something. That gentleman is James A. Hambrick. Oh, too. really? There you go. <laughs> but uh, that's the rich one. This yeah. Is not <laughs> but, but he's the only one to talk about an overachiever that can be addressed as Chief. Reverend Dr. James A. Hambrick. Oh, three names, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Just well, a servant, bro, just and, a servant. <laughs> and, uh, uh, man, it's been, it's been great hanging out and listening to the stories, swapping some stories and having some coffee and just tell us their names again. 
Jerry, Jerry Monday, Monday, and Johnny Music. And Johnny Music. Yes. Mm. And so, uh, I mean, great, great guys. Uh, great times with uh, with both of them. Uh, the kind of guys they were, Jerry, man, when, when uh, 9-11 happened mm-hmm. and people were going to New York to help and uh, Jerry was one of those ones that said, I got to be, I got to go wow. in 2001. And he, he went and... Uh, um, support that's just the kind of guy he he he, he is he's um but uh like i said they're they're with in glory with the father so uh, right. we will see them again well and they so, they affected positive change in your life which then absolutely. affected positive change in other lives and it's just a, 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 a an exponential chain reaction yes from mm. from the from the center out like that that's, yes well, I'm Googling exponential. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so let's get together again, guys. Hey, I love it. Do it, man. I'm always up for a good story and a good cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yep. maybe, a, maybe a good cigar if hey. you've got some Ooh. of those. Arturo yes. Fuente. Hold it. Who's talking about cigars? Oh, we were just talking about them. We're not going to light up in here. Don't worry about it, Glenn. That's good. That's good. Do I need to remind y'all it's been about 45 minutes? About time to head on to the house. All right, all right, here. All right, see y'all next Tuesday. We'll see you. All right, I'll see you guys next week. All right. All right, I'll see you boys. Blessings, man. You'll be boating with the man riding with the chief. Them country folks slick down in Tennessee. Trying to hit a lick like the lottery. Better keep your hands where my eye can see. You'll be rolling with the man riding with the chief. This has been Coffee with the Chief, starring Chief James A. Hambrick, Ph.D. Follow the Chief at Facebook.com slash James A. Hambrick. If you've enjoyed the new and original music you've heard in this pod play, you can stream or download these songs anywhere, anytime, from wherever you get your music. Or simply visit podplays.com for the songs, more podplays containing more original music, and entertaining bonus content. Search for the free Podplays app in the App Store now. Great stories, epic songs. Podplays. If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, Be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow, and share with all your friends.